everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where I know I haven't been on the air in a while, but it looks like they haven't taken away my slot just yet. Stay tuned. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. Uh, today is Yom HaShoah V'Hagvura, um, being commemorated across the world as it should be. Um, I know I spend a tremendous amount of time usually doing national holidays, but frankly, this is the only one that matters today. If you um, are fortunate enough to have been in Israel and to have heard uh, the siren and taken your moment of silence, um, I envy you tremendously. For the rest of us who are in Chutz Aretz, who are, are in the diaspora, um, we've been able to experience it through Facebook and social media. And, um, and I thank people for posting that. Hillel Fold had posted his video of it, and I think it was Mayor Furtick who shared it, which is how I saw it. I highly encourage people um, to, to check it out, to be a part of that. You know, you can be 6,000 miles away and still, um, still be shaken to the core honestly, when, when you hear that, si- that siren and when you are stunned to silence. So I highly recommend that uh, people check it out on social media somewhere um, and that you too take your moment of silence, whatever that may be for you. It is certainly not a day to overlook. And uh, if you missed any of JM and the AM this morning, Nahum hosted another unbelievably powerful JM and the AM commemorating Yom HaShoah V'Hagvura. So I recommend you checking out that link. Knowing Avrami, it's been up already for hours, even though the show only finished an hour and a half ago. He's just that efficient. Um, and that's what we have going on. I will do the fortune cookie. I do want to say good morning to Yoni. Good morning, Yoni. Hey there. Good morning. How are you? I don't think anyone's stealing your show. You don't have to worry about it. I don't know. I haven't heard things, personally. I think you've and been I the one I'm spreading the rumors. <laughs> I thought it was you who's that, been but... petitioning. Yeah. I saw something on the whiteboard about a new show at 1030 on Thursday. Right. We forgot to uh, erase me. it when you walked in. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you don't erase it really hard on a dry erase board, <laughs> those colors still come through. That is true. Yeah. So um, so here I am. It has been a while. It has been a while. But I am here. And you did a great show yesterday, by the way. Bite Size was solid. Uh, solid. We'll take solid. Yeah, solid. No, I, yeah. Solid is a good I thing. <laughs> you know, I'm hanging out a lot with my nephews these days. We're all spending a lot of family time together. And yesterday, my brother comes home from work. And he says to my nephew, so how was school? And he's like, solid. And my brother looks at me. I'm like, no, 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 it's good. Right. It's he's, not fire, but it's It's solid. not fire. Then we had a right. whole discussion about fire. And I said uh, I said that I had a guest over for for Yuntif who, refer, who said, my God, this matzo lasagna is fire. <laughs> and I looked at him. Is that a good thing? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good thing. He, the guest being he or she, the guest being under 25? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'm, I, I was like, why can't you just say it's good? It's yummy. Fire. What is fire? So then the conversation then ensued between my brother, my sister-in-law, and I with my nephew sitting in the room rolling his eyes about fire. My sure. sister-in-law was like, why is fire a compliment? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but if you see on Facebook the, the fire emoji, emoji yeah. that's just what it means. Fire is. So he's like, it's not just. Confirmed, yes. Right. Exactly. Fire is good. In this case, fire is good. Fire is good. I, I, I mean, I. Confirmed. To- right. I totally I totally don't get it. By the way, how are your um how how are your various sporting teams? I like to get a, a Houston Athletics update from you. Mm, solid. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Yeah. Even your even your Rangers. Rangers. What are Rangers? Don't they play baseball? No, the Astros. Yeah, they're good. The basketball team needs a little work right now, but we're good. And football is for August September time. I thought I had something there. That's all right. 
I thought I had something. Yeah, it's all right. But you don't like it's baseball right. anyway. <laughs> love baseball. It's all about basketball. No, love baseball. Last night, my brother and my daughter were watching a hockey game together. <laughs> Islanders? Yeah. Uh, but neither one of them are Islander fans. It's just like what's on right now, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So, um, so they were both watching it, and my brother says something like, you know, to my daughter, you're the daughter I never had. <laughs> which is literal because right, he doesn't he only has sons but um he's like if i only had a kid who liked hockey because right. my brother likes to like watch hockey and my nephews only like to watch basketball and baseball um all right let's do the fortune cookie let us do the fortune cookie it is oh this is interesting yoni sometimes money costs too much Hmm. which is all very interesting. Sometimes money costs too much. These, uh, yeah, that is true. That is certainly true. The the uh, fortune numbers, by the way, the lucky numbers on the back are 11, 28, 35, 9, 27, and 1. Not sure how you play those. I'm not sure you play those at all. By the way, everyone should just know that, of course, starting next week, we have a tremendous amount of programming coming up between Yom Azikaron and Yom Atzma'ud and everything else. I, I know Yoni's been working on a flyer. You'll see it soon on social media with all of the upcoming programming that you certainly want to tune into. So don't miss a moment of that. It is it is the 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 time of year, the seasons, shall I say, of the Yoms. Yom HaShoah, V'Hagvura, Yom HaZikaron, Yom HaTzma'ud. There's a lot of programming going on. And then, of course, before you know it, it is Lagba Omer. And I should mention that um, starting with Monday evening, we will be turning to our acapella-only format. We are sort of in transition right now, but we will be turning to that. It's my uh, favorite time of the year. Yeah, makes one of us. We'll be turning to that sort of Monday evening. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and I am joined by Alana Silver executive director of Sharshard and actually a, a longtime friend. And I invited Alana on, even though it's not October. <laughs> and <laughs> good morning, Alana. Good morning. Let's just explain. October happens to be National Breast right. Awareness Month. Right. So but, um, I think that we... Thank I th- you, Mary. No, not at all. I think that, um, you know, especially people in the United States are used to seeing pink or the, in, in variety of ways when it comes to October. And even I, I, I laughed once that um, even the Long Island Railroad, the monthly pass of October is also pink. And, and I, only, I only laughed in jest because it's just, I'm happy that everyone is taking an opportunity to, to make pink that, that color of awareness as breast cancer awareness is so important and a vital part of every community. But the reason that I invited Alana on this morning, and she knows this already, um, and the reason I am taking the opportunity, even though it is Yom HaShoah V'Hagvura, to talk about breast cancer awareness is because I went for my first mammogram yesterday. And um, and we can go through all the reasons that I should have done it for the last four years, um, as I will be turning 44, please God, in September. And it is recommended that women starting at the age of 40, and Alana, if I'm wrong, of course, you'll correct me, please, um, that women by the age of 40 start going for annual screenings. But I had never done it. And I didn't do it not because I was worried or because I was nervous or because I was embarrassed or because I thought it would be painful. I just never got around to it. And oftentimes when you're a parent and you work full time and and everyone has stuff going on, you come last on the to-do list. It's just the reality. And so with so many different things going on in my life, I decided that this was probably the most uh, appropriate time to just get it done. And I did it yesterday. And then I reached out to Alana 
and um, I invited her on this morning. So, of course, Alana being a friend and Ellen Kleinhouse being a friend, also at Shoshara, their first responses, their first reactions to me were, well, why haven't you gotten it beforehand? (laughs) (laughs) And Alana, I want to talk about that for a second. How many women like me, you know, people who are educated, people who are otherwise, you know, basically responsible adults (laughs) just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. Like, I I can't be an anomaly. So I can't put a percentage on it, but we do hear from women, maybe not necessarily the first one, you know, age 40 has a lot of connotations, even beyond mammograms. It's a big milestone in someone's life. Uh, People are busy and people are, but we're recognizing this age. So we are finding that women are, catching on to 40 being that first year for mammogram, assuming you don't have a family history, and I'll tell you a little bit about that after. But we do find that between ages 40 and 50, when women are very busy, that sometimes they miss the annual checkup or the annual mammogram. So that's where we're encouraging women to find ways to make it a priority in your life. Some women we know go with a friend. So one reminds the other. Some people mm. request reminders, and at Sharshara, we are happy to send that reminder if that's something you want. Um, we tell people to put in their calendars. This is a screening that we really recommend you do every year. But, Miriam, you're not alone. There are people that miss that annual date. But by raising awareness in October and other times during the year, we are fortunate that there are opportunities for reminders. So when someone does see it, they say, oh, I'm late or I need to make that appointment. There are some doctors that proactively reach out to remind you uh, to come for your appointment. So you're not alone, but I see that women starting at 40 seem to make that first one and then later on perhaps maybe miss the annual. Well, I hope that I... I'm I'm literally like starting out on the right path. I, I made the first appointment. I went to the first appointment. And by the way, people should just know there are so many radiology centers available, especially in the, I mean, I, I can only speak real, really in the New York tri-state area, but there are so many places available and there, and, and the entire test took 10 minutes, 10 minutes that it was, I, I made an appointment for the next morning. Like I, 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 it took me less than 24 hours to get the whole thing done. And it almost made me honestly feel foolish. Like, what have I been waiting for? It took no time. I still made the same train I make every morning. So it was, right. right. So it's, you know, there's there's a lot, there are a number of different components here. There's one, getting the patient to just do it. And then number two, there are all the support facilities, including Shasharit, and frankly, the ease of getting through the test and making the appointment that all just make it so simple, to just get this part of, of our health and, you know, just basically taken care of and, and checked. But let's talk for a second about, 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 pa- about people with family histories. They should be getting screened as early as? So 10 years prior to when their sibling or parent mother was diagnosed. So if a mother was diagnosed at 45, they're recommending that the daughter starts screening at 35. Mm. And there are different screenings involved, especially when we're talking about younger women. These are premenopausal women. Um, there is um, a, lo- a lot of women have dense breasts. And this isn't based on your appearance, whether you're large, small, thin, or heavier. This is um, something that a radiologist can tell you if you have dense breasts. And then they're recommending not only mammography, but also sonography. So you're going to get a mammogram and a sonogram. 
Uh, many women are familiar with sonograms if they've had children. Um, they've had sonograms also on different parts of the body. It's not painful at all. Um, and it's another screening modality that can better read dense breasts. And dense breasts are more common in younger women. Older women sometimes have it. And your doctor can let you know if you have dense breasts and if they recommend a sonogram. So it's something to ask for. Um, and I know it's a lot of discussion in the media and in legislation. Right, right. Dense breasts could increase your risk for breast cancer. So it's really critical that you speak to your healthcare professional with your radiologist about the screening modalities that are appropriate for you and your body. There's also a lot of talk about genetic testing. I mean, and, and, I, and I don't mean just in breast cancer and, and, and families that have been affected by breast cancer and ovarian cancer. But in general, we're becoming much more aware of our so-called link in the chain. And, and do you find that more people are coming to you and coming to Shushart and saying, listen, I just found out my aunt has this or, or this family member is, is a, you know, has the BRCA gene. Like, you know, are, are more people reaching out because their family have gone through some kind of testing? So the number one reason that people are reaching out to Shusharit is related to genetics. Mm. Not only families who've been affected by breast cancer and ovarian cancer, because those are related on the same genetic mutation on the BRCA, the BRCA gene, as is prostate cancer and pancreatic cancer, melanoma, and male breast cancer. So there's a lot of information out there in the media, even beyond families that are directly affected by cancer, asking us about genetic testing, about genetic counseling, how does it affect them, so we actually have a genetic counselor on staff who is fantastic. Her name is Peggy, and anyone can reach out to us at any time. This is not a medical discussion. There's no cost. There's no insurance. It's really conversations with our genetic counselor that can help you understand all this information, whether your aunt's been tested or diagnosed or your father or your grandfather. Um, she can help you understand the process and you know, what it would mean to you to go through genetic counseling and genetic testing. I mean, something that's really very interesting that's come out recently is that insurance companies are now starting to cover testing for someone whose grandfather had prostate cancer because they're seeing such a close connection. So it's important for people to reach out to Sharsharit if this concept is any way confusing. We can help you understand what the process is, how it affects you personally, and what your next steps are. But genetic testing and genetic counseling is the number one reason that people are reaching out to Sharsharit. I mean, the Jewish community, as far as BRCA is concerned, is hard hit. One in 40 Jews of Ashkenazi descent, that's both men and women, carries a BRCA gene mutation. So if you are a woman who carries a BRCA gene mutation, your risk for breast cancer, while among the general population is 12%, it now shoots up to almost 85% in your lifetime. And for ovarian cancer, maybe even high as 60%. So it's really important that we understand what this means for us. But at the same time, only about 10% of these cancers can be attributed to BRCA1 and BRCA2. They've identified additional genetic mutations that are increasing risk, not necessarily more prevalent in the Jewish community, but that they can test for. So it's, there's a lot of information out there. There is direct-to-consumer testing through 23andMe and other things that are out there that are bringing this concept to the kitchen tables, to women's offices, to their cars because they're commercials on radios. So we encourage everyone to reach out to Sharsharet, 
We have a team of social workers and a genetic counselor who are well-versed in this and can explain what it means for you and your family. Alana Silber joins us this morning on That's Life. She's the executive director of Sharsheret. We are discussing breast cancer health and awareness and screenings and all the reasons you should just go and take care of yourself. You know, Alana, it's funny. Somebody once said to me that the reason on an airplane that you put the mask on yourself before you put it on the person sitting next to you is that if you do not take care of yourself, you are in no way, shape, or form going to be good for anyone else. And um, and it's so important as moms when we are when we are almost genetically you know, <laughs> wired. We're wired that way. <laughs> right. We're wired to make sure that everyone has a mask on before they take care. We take care of ourselves. That it's it's almost against our nature to say, no, I'm taking 10 minutes. I'm taking 20 minutes. Right. I'm taking an hour. And so conversations like these are, are incredibly important. And also, I, I, I while I've while I've had you on the air before and I was also, you know, lucky enough to have Ruchi Shoritz of Blessed Memory on the air as well. It is astounding to me how comforting and and with such comfort in your voices that you can talk about breast cancer in order to make it less scary in a very scary situation. Somebody comes to you for the first time and says, I've just been diagnosed and you're reassuring with not just with the with the mounds of information and resources that you have, but also with that kind touch and with the, with the soft word, and especially that is so so much a big part of Sharsheret that I, I really, you know, I, I'm continue, continually astounded by the holistic approach that Sharsheret takes and continues to take in terms of helping families and individuals in need. I mean, I first of all, thank you. I appreciate that. And I what I, what I hear from you, which I would love for everyone to know, is this holistic approach. When someone reaches out to Sharsharet, we understand that it's not just affecting the person who's on the phone. It could be the woman who's been diagnosed. It could be a woman who's waiting on a biopsy. But it also affects her family and her friends and her community. And Sharsharet is working with family, with friends. We've had spouses and partners and parents of adult children and adult children of um, women who've been diagnosed who can reach out to Sharshared and we work with the entire family. So if a woman may not be comfortable picking up the phone today, someone else can call on her behalf and we can help get her to the next day, to the next appointment, to the next question. We can get the answer she needs. So we encourage everyone to reach out and we do. We have a team of social workers who not only understand um, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and all the processes that associate with it, but they also provide coping skills. There are serious conversations. Women who have children have to discuss what they're going through, and our social workers can walk you through that. Or there are questions of intimacy and body image. These are all very, very psychosocial is the official word, Mm. but these are emotional um, issues that women are grappling with, and we have a team that's ready and waiting to and eager to help women. It's very empowering. People often ask me, is Sharsheret a sad place to work? Mm. And I say, no. First of all, most women who reach out to Sharsheret are doing well. And the second is that it is so inspiring and so for us to hear women who feel empowered when they get off the phone or when um, they get information in the mail and helps them make informed decisions about their health and helps improve quality of life. 
And from the educational perspective, when we're out there in the community educating about genetics and signs and symptoms, um, and then we hear that somebody went to their doctor and they saved their lives, I mean, that's not a sad situation. That is the ultimate payback for the important work that we're doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think um, I think it's really important to understand that Sharsharit is here for the individual, for the family, for the community. And as the same that Sharsharit is there for the community, the community needs to be there for Sharsharit as well. The annual uh, luncheon, Mazel Tov, on the high anniversary of Sharsharit, the benefit luncheon will take place Sunday, May 19th. Um, you can go to sharsharit.org slash benefit. It starts at 10 a.m., at the Teaneck Marriott Glen Point in Teaneck, New Jersey, honoring this year Sherry and Nathan Lindenbaum. They are the guests of honor. Dr. B. Aviva Preminger's the Lisa Altman Volunteer Tribute Award, receives the Lisa Altman Volunteer Tribute Award, and the Next Gen Award goes to Racheli Bloom Paleoff. And we, we certainly wish all of them a Mazel Tov, and we wish you guys a Mazel Tov. 18 years strong is, is pretty incredible. Sharsharit.org slash benefit. Folks, um, even if you can't be there that morning, we all need to support Sharsharit because Sharsharit supports us. Um, Alana, I thank you very much, and um, I thank everyone at Sharsharit very much, and we should continue to hear Besorot to vote, both from the community and personally. Okay, and thank you. What you and and, uh, the Nachum Siegel Network, we're so grateful for all that you do for us and for the Jewish community. So thank you. Not at all. It is absolutely our pleasure. Thanks so much. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and our programming continues at 11 a.m. with the live lunch hosted by Nachum Siegel. I am going to uh, bring up in the background Shweki's Vahisha Amda. I know that sounds a little bit crazy. Pesach is over. Um, but I think it's really, it's a, it's a song of strength. It really is. It's a song of strength for the Jewish people. And, and that's what we need to be on Yom HaShoah V'Hagvura. We need to continue to be strong and remember that, yes, there is a paro in every generation. and We continue to overcome. Uh, you have a full afternoon of programming today. And, of course, join Nachum tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m. for JM in the AM. Oh, I should mention, tonight is the last Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zomik until after Lagba Omer. So you should definitely tune in for that. I actually look forward to it every single week as part of my Thursday night Arab Shabbos prep, shall we say. It is Shweki's Vehisha Amda. We should continue to share Smachot and Besorot to vote to the entire community. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Shehar
Ladra 